0: Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to show you the 12-minute CEO planner. This is a 12-minute exercise that I utilize with the companies that we've invested in, the agents that I advise, and the CEOs that I mentor to take them through this process on how to reduce stress, get clarity, and create an actionable plan for anything in under 12 minutes, all before your coffee gets cold. I take you down the path of telling you exactly, step by step, how to do it, and the result it'll give you. I even include the easy downloadables for you. So I'm gonna break down all of this uh, in a step-by-step process, keep it extremely tactical so that you have exactly what it takes to build an amazing CEO plan for yourself in the next 12 minutes. It all starts right now. One thing is for certain In this episode, I'm going to show you how spectacular success is actually preceded by unspectacular planning, all right? The, the idea of planning is feels like it is not an ROI positive thing to do. And I'm going to show you how in maybe 12 to 15 minutes, you can create a really powerful plan. If you actually follow my process, I want to show you how to uh, reduce stress, how to get clarity and how to create an actionable plan for anything in under 12 minutes before your coffee gets cold. So let's let's dive into it. There are three big pieces to this puzzle. I'm going to show you how to actually operationalize these three pieces by uh, in this episode. But uh, the the first thing I want to tell you about this, this planning exercise is how this thing came about. And then I'm going to lay out the pieces and make it ultra tactical for you right now. So I was talking to one of the CEOs that I advise who runs a huge conglomerate of companies. And he said, he used a phrase to me, which I thought was really appropriate. And he said, I've got too much opportunity and not enough clarity. Say it again. He said, I got too much opportunity and not enough clarity. And what that means is he's confused. He's stuck. A confused mind stalls. And when you stall, you don't do anything. And we had a chance for me to take him through this process Uh, Literally, we did it on a Google Doc. He talked, I moderated, I wrote. Think about it again. He talked, I moderated, I wrote. And we built a plan together that now has joint accountability. And I want to take you through that exact same process. This will be ultra tactical. You may need a pen or paper. If not, go back and listen to it. I'll try to include... Uh, some of these worksheets in the show notes so that you can easily pull it down and work through it directly. All right, so here's the 12-minute CEO planner. It's got three big pieces to the puzzle. Number one, how to lay out your pieces. Number two, how to review your performance. And number three, how to design your future, all in under 12 minutes overall. So let's jump into the first piece, which is how to lay out your pieces. First off, uh, have you ever done um, a jigsaw puzzle? You can't take one piece out of the box at a time and then try to build a puzzle together. All right. That's what I learned. Most people, most coaches, consultants, etc., will try to help you like, oh, take this one piece and focus on this one piece, take the next piece and focus on the next piece, take the next piece. No, I, I don't think it's that way at all because our brain doesn't work like that. You cannot take out one jigsaw piece of the puzzle at a time. You cannot take out one jigsaw piece out of the box at a time and then and then um uh, Figure out where it goes, because you may need the other pieces in context to figure out whether that's important or not, whether that's relevant or not, or where that even goes. So the most important thing to do to lay out the pieces is I will tell you that the pieces are already kind of sort of in your head and they need just to come out on paper. So I always talk about this idea of doing a intentional brainstorm, not just a brainstorm, an intentional brainstorm. And how you do an intentional brainstorm is you give credence, you give credibility to each idea in a box, you put it in a place. Because if you just made a list of your ideas, they are a list of your ideas and now they're no more overwhelming than they were in your head. So how do we actually give credence and credibility to each of your ideas? So I call this a five by five and it's got 25 boxes. So essentially all you would do is you would take a sheet of paper and you would write, uh, you would draw a five by five, so five columns, and five rows. So five times five, 25 boxes. So you should have 25 boxes on a page. And now I would set a timer for say four minutes. And the job is in those four minutes, you have to fill out as many of these boxes as possible. Each idea, each specific idea or thing that's bothering you, no matter the size of the idea goes in one box. And the job here is to brain dump any thoughts that you have into one idea per box. So I'll say, finish taxes. You know, build new Instagram profile, um, launch new video, you know, talk to Jimmy, uh, hire new assistant, uh, solve, uh, you know, pay taxes, uh, call to get my stock trades done. Whatever it may be, whatever is in my head, I'm dumping it out one idea per box because these are our our jigsaw pieces. Some of those are just to-do list items, some of those are planning items, but unless you get each of these in a in each idea per box, you don't know how to move the boxes around. And so, if you can't do this and if you don't do this, this is the reason most people fail because you can't just stop and start thinking about the future. That does not work like that because you are I already have a consumed confused mind and a confused mind will stall. The brain is to process and think, not to store ideas. When we start to store ideas, it causes stress. And that's the stress that you feel. It has a lot of these open loops. And our job is to take the stuff that's in our brain that's daisy chained and have this written into a five by five grid, right? So you know which box is where, which box needs focus, which box needs to get rearranged. The brain is to process and think, not to store ideas. The storing of ideas come from the internalization, the memorization, the connections. You don't want to have to memorize that The brain is to process and think and as you manage to process and think you will automatically have recall and that's the best part about this so number one most important piece of this puzzle it set a four minute timer create a five by five grid on a piece of paper and you're brain dumping any thoughts that you have which are open loops one idea per box most people will not do this most people will not take my guidance most people We'll fight it. And they're like, ah, eh, I don't want this. It sounds mechanical. I just want the result right away. Well, the result comes on the other side of your embarrassment. The result comes on the other side of your planning. The result comes on the other side of everything that you're thinking about doing because of this one thing. Spectacular success is preceded by unspectacular planning. Right. And so I'm taking you through the 12-minute exercise to do the unspectacular planning, not a four-day thing, 12 minutes. That's part one. Lay out your jigsaw pieces. All right, let's talk about part number two which is to review your performance. I, I think it's very hard to create for the future without reviewing the past. People jump into these planning meetings and they always think about the future, what should we do next? But they don't realize all the lessons that they could have learned from what they had already done for planning or lack thereof in the past because it gives us context. We will learn more from reviewing our performance than we will from planning for the future. And reviewing a performance will give us a sense of why we did what we did, why we accomplished what we accomplished, and why something did not work so that we can take that learning and do something with it in the future. But here's the interesting part. I'm sure I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. Number one, you've got to tell the truth to yourself. Nobody cares about this exercise. If you said you were going to go to the gym at 5 a.m. every morning for the last 90 days and you didn't, it's okay. You're reviewing your performance and you're just figuring out why you didn't do it. Were you not committed? Were you too lazy? We didn't have enough motivation. You said you would do it and you didn't do it. You went to bed too late. You woke up too late. You were too tired in the morning. What was it? We can't keep looking at the mirror and saying we feel fat, but not go to work out, even though 5 a.m. Uh, is on our calendar, but we still eat you know, burgers and shakes for lunch. Why? I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's your goal. Why did you hit that performance? It's time to tell the truth to yourself and only to yourself. So I think we should build a little grid and and I call this the commitment result learning framework. So here's what I mean. Commitment result learning framework. So essentially all you have is three columns on a page. All right, you take a page and you divide it into three columns. Column number one is a commitment. Column number two is the result. Column number three is the learning, all right? So for example, let's say your commitment was to post a daily uh, reel on, on Instagram. What was the result? The result was you posted it 50% of the time. The learning was, what is the learning? the learning is well, the posting takes too too much time. Um, The, you're too conscious on camera, the topics are hard to decide. So that's cool, right? So think about this. My commitment was to post a daily reel on Instagram. The result was that I did it 50% of the time. The learning, if I look back and say, why did I not post a daily reel on Instagram? The learning is, Posting takes too much time. Um, I'm feeling conscious on camera and the topics are hard to decide. Cool, if I do that, that makes sense. Now, what I have to do to do the next version of this is I have to make the posting easier, I have to be less conscious on camera and I have to make the topics easier to do because if I did that, I should technically, theoretically, consciously be able to create more content. Most people don't do the commitment result learning framework because they said if they make a commitment they, they're un, unwilling to check on the result. What would be another thing that we said? Say we made a commitment to, I don't know, uh, saving $10,000 this quarter. Well, the commitment was to save $10,000. Great. The result was you saved 3000 Great. What was the learning? The learning is, well, the deals didn't come through. Okay, that's not a learning. Keep going. The learning is you didn't have an automatic saving plan. Okay. The learning is uh, your goal may have been too high. The learning is there was a uh, some other thing that came about. The learning is you didn't budget properly because you actually needed more expenses on a day-to-day basis. The learning is what, that that's the learning, that's what we want. We want to review our performance by saying, hey, we said we were gonna do these five things. What is the commitment that we made? What is the result that we got? And what is the learning from all of it? Because our job now is to review the learnings together and saying, hmm, are those the right learnings or am I lying to myself? Right, this is where the real, um, real, the real feeling comes out. I was talking to the CEO that I mentor, and after we did this exercise, he says, "I want to create it where working harder comes easier." Think about that great phrase: "I want to create a situation where working harder comes easier." Working harder comes easier. I made a podcast about uh, the zone of resentment, doing that, doing something that you know how to do, but you know you should not be doing. Like think about that for a second. The zone of resentment is when you do something that you know how to do, but you know you should not be doing. That's when you get really irritated and you get really resentful. Instead, we want to work in our zone of genius. And working in your zone of genius means that you work harder and that comes easier. And it's really, really powerful because uh, the zone of genius, the things that we do are fascinating and motivating. But the zone of resentment is something that you know how to do, but you know you should not be doing. And that gets really, really frustrating. The, re- the reason we review our performance is to really review the learnings and figure out how much of our time is being spent in the zone of genius and how much of our time is spent in the zone of resentment. Once you review a performance and you set goals for the future, you will start setting a much better goal. You'll start designing a much better future. You'll start not saying, oh, instead of waking up at 5 a.m., now I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. Like that doesn't make any sense. If you were not able to wake up at five, why would you wake up at four? If you were not able to hit a $10,000 savings goal, how are you going to hit a $20,000 savings goal? Right? Unless you mind the learnings. So number one, it is uh, lay out the pieces. Number two, it's review the performance and you want to review the performance by a little grid, uh, three columns, commitment, result, learning. All right. It literally should take you no more than four minutes. And here's the last uh, piece of the puzzle is designing the future. Uh, how I like to do it is to when when you say we're going to design the future, you want to pick a time frame. You want to pick a time frame that is long enough to achieve something substantial and short enough where it doesn't feel like it's taking forever. So I'll give you a simple example. Um, Long enough to achieve something. Well, a week is probably not long enough to achieve something meaningful, but it's definitely short enough to not feel like it's taking forever. A year is definitely meaningful and long enough to achieve something, but it's not short enough for it to get here pretty quickly. So I would offer you're somewhere in the in the ten weeks to a quarter range because it's long enough to achieve something in a eight to twelve week period, but it's short enough to know that it's that it'll get there soon enough so you can review your performance again. Picking a time frame is really important. If you don't know, or can't figure one out. I I would just offer to do it in a quarterly basis, because that there is some form of cyclical nature to most businesses that work in quarters. And so think about the quarter, uh, and think about how things work, and just say, hey, pick a time frame to design the future. So let's say we're picking a ninety-day goal. Second, I would do no more than four to eight max initiatives. You you remember this? You already have your day-to-day quote, job, day-to-day responsibilities, day-to-day things that you're already committed to. All these planning initiatives are probably gonna be either connected to those or a little bit more than those because you probably want to do better. You're planning, think about this for a second, you're planning to do better than what you're already doing. Therefore, if you only continue to doing what you're already doing, it's not gonna get any better, right? Most people that don't wanna get any better will just keep doing what they're already doing. So they keep doing what they're already doing and everything stays the same. No wonder. Of course. Of course it's gonna be that way. Right? But if you want to get better, we got to continue to do what we're already doing and do a little bit more. And this is to design the future for doing a little bit more. All right. So number one, pick a time frame. Number two, max four to eight initiatives. Number three, this is the third sheet of paper you will need and you design the future. I there's this very simple grid. It's a four-column grid. All right. That means you take a piece of paper, divide it into four columns. Column number one is a commitment that you're making. Column number two is the rationale as to why you're making that commitment. Column number three is the KPI as to how would you know if you actually hit that commitment or not. And column number four is what excuses or distractions that can come up that, you ha- that you're have that you going to call out right now. All right, so commitment, rationale, keep KPI or uh, excuses or distractions. So let me take you through it. So um, let's say your commitment is, I'll, I'll, make up a, I'll make up something. Let's say your commitment is, to um, increase sales by $100,000 this quarter. Great. So your commitment is to increase sales by $100,000 this quarter. Rationale, why? Why is your? Why do you want that? Why what, did you just pull it out of thin air? Why do you want it? Well, maybe you want it because your child is going to go to college in the next four years and you've got to accelerate your savings to make sure you pay for college. Again, I'm totally making this up. So commitment is you've got to increase your sales by $100,000 in the next quarter. The rationale is that if you start doing it now over the next four years, you'll have plenty of uh, savings for uh, your child to go to college. Cool. That's a good rationale. I like it. It makes sense, right? So now you're motivated by it. What is the KPI? The KPI is really simple. uh Last quarter, you did 800,000. This quarter, you're going to do 900,000. Cool. Amazing, right? I'm, again, totally making it up. So that's 900,000. So now we know the KPI is very simple. We're going to track we're going to track the revenues from the quarter. So the KPI is very, you either hit it or you didn't. We're going to make $900,000 in revenue this quarter, right? And the last thing is, what can be the excuse or distraction that comes up with all of this? What is the excuse or distraction? And you may think, hey, Sean, you're not going into the next action item, but here's where I'm going to. Whenever I talk about an excuse or distraction, to me, I always proceed it with an action, right? So to me, the last column is, what action do I need to take to do that? The action I need to take to do that is I need to add, let's say I need to add another 30 minutes of prospecting every other day, so three times a week. So my action, my commitment is 30 minutes of prospecting every three, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's my action. So what could my distraction be? So then I start writing the distractions down. The distraction is, oh, I take a meeting during that time. Oh, I prioritize something else. Oh, I don't have time to do the calls. Oh, um, you know, uh, I don't have... I don't know I, I don't have an, my my I, my door in my office is not uh, is too thin and people can hear me prospect I don't know exactly what script to say I you know I haven't prospected in a while all these are good excuses so I know I need to solve the excuses beforehand because if I just said well I'm gonna add you know three more prospecting sessions and then I it, it when the rubber meets the road I don't do them I don't surface all these distractions or excuses. Now, if I surface them all right now in planning, I know I can solve those before any of these work. I'll say it again, whenever I write down distractions or excuses, I always precede them with the action I'm committing to. So in effect, it's the action is to, do, is to prospect three times a week. And the distraction that could actually uh, not let that action work is all of those things. I don't know what to say. I don't know who to call. I don't have time. I may not prioritize this. Um, you know, I, I do meetings in the morning. I may have to change my schedule, whatever else. So now we know what the distractions are. So the first thing that we're going to do is solve those distractions before we actually do those actions. Because if you start the actions and then you get distracted, you get demoralized and you're like, ah, I can't do this. So I'll say the last part again. Number one, pick a time frame. If you're unsure, pick a quarter. Number two, four to eight initiatives max. Number three, you want a grid. A grid is got these four things, commitment, rationale, KPIs and action and distraction, right? Commitment is to make an extra $100,000 in sales. Rationale is we're saving for college. KPI is $100,000 in sales. And the action is three extra times in prospecting. The distraction is you don't know exactly what to say or don't know who to call. So now we know, if we know exactly what to say or know who we need to call, our brain automatically knows that there's no more distractions, therefore taking the action becomes significantly easier. Cool, awesome. So that essentially that would take us four to six minutes and you'll know right away that it'll be super easy to do Uh, by the way if this is interesting to you uh, maybe just dm me the word planner on uh, instagram and uh, i'm sure my team will team will send it to you so uh, i i've not built it at all so (laughs) i'll get all the materials together so just dm me the word planner and then we'll send you the pdf of what i'm suggesting that way you can just hit print and start working on it right away all right so just to recap really quickly number one You want some kind of organized brainstorm. When you organize the brainstorm, it's like taking all the jigsaw pieces, putting it on the table so you can start to see the pieces that you have so you can build the life that you want. Number two, review for learnings. You got to review the performance. Uh, The three pieces you need are, what is the commitment? What is the result and what's the learning? Because when you review the learning, it allows you to work harder while making it all easier, which is great. Number three, got to design the future. Designing the future has got a lot to do with just picking a time frame, picking the number of initiatives and making sure you understand the commitment, the rationale, the KPIs and the action and distraction. Um, my suggestion would be just schedule a 15 minute project. Schedule a 15 minute project to just go through this. It'll take your 12, 15 minutes max if you have the worksheets. And once you have the worksheet, it makes it really, really, really easy overall. So if this was helpful, I, I hope this was, if this was helpful, maybe just screenshot this. Screenshot this and tag me. And definitely DM me the word planner if you want all the planning materials. And I'm happy to send uh, maybe a draft of all of this to you so you can get started and utilize it right away. So if you like this, please send it to your team. Send it to the, if you have coaching clients, send it to them. If you want to do it with them, do it with them. But in 12 to 15 minutes, you will be able to design the future better than you ever have before by following this process. So please screenshot and tag me. That way I know this was helpful to you. And that will let me make more of this for you in the future. Have an awesome one. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw. It's real. It's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time I'm making it available to you just go to 10kwisdom.com the number 10kwisdom.com and my team will activate it for you as my gift go to 10kwisdom.com I'll see you there